We're going to open the program with Rob Early addressing us. And um, those of you who are at the Levaya of his son, Olav Shalom, Zecher Tzadik Livracha, the Kadosh, um, should have been blown away by how a father with such emuna and with such chizuk spoke. Um, the one thing that I was happy that he mentioned, and I will re-mention it as we introduce Rob, is Reb Chaim Shmulevitz's Chiddush after the Yom Kippur War that every soldier who dies defending Eretz Yisrael and the people living in Eretz Yisrael has the din of Harugei Lud where there's Ein Omdim in their, in their presence in the next world. And um, Rob's Leviah speech was inspiring and um, educational and Again, none of us can imagine, or I don't believe any of us could succeed in the combination of emuna, pain, and positivity that he exuded, and that he and his wife, Jen, continue to exude. And uh, I have nothing else to say except that we're very honored that he's going to share some of his thoughts with us. First of all, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Oh. Uh, I used to speaking in front of a mic. But, uh, so first of all, thank you so much for being here, and uh, of course, thank you for Rav Kolinsky, Rav Hirschfeld, and all the Rebbeim. Um, I, I was here in Chicago in '96 to '98. Seems a long time ago now. I was at the Shiva, I was talking to Rav Kolinsky, I was telling him that, you know, a hundred years ago, the people used to go to university, they didn't go necessarily to get an education, they went because it would open doors for them in life, and I don't think anyone came to Chappelle's because it would, you know, open doors, but for some reason it's kind of followed me through. My, my, um, my wife's uncle lives across the street from, from here, and um, a friend of mine, it was like Shiva's afternoon, a friend of mine introduced me basically to, to my wife. We got married, and then when we uh, got ended up getting married, we went to the States, and I didn't know what I wanted to do for a living. I had absolutely no idea. And Tan Burton was here, his house for Shabbos, and he said, you speak to my father, he, he has uh, a recruitment company. I ended up speaking to him, getting a job, working for them for like eight years, and then I'm still doing recruitment now. When I moved to the States, we needed a, 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 an office. I rented from a couple of uh, Chappelle's alumni, Michael Gordon. And then when I needed a, uh, uh, someone to work for me and later to become a partner, Ben Rosen is a Chappelle's alumni in a partnership with him. And then when my um, daughter wanted to get married, she ended up marrying Jacob Goldman, a, a Chappelle's alumni. So I feel like I should be giving more money to Chappelle's than I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't, don't call me on Monday, please. <laughs> so I... Uh, Lives obviously changed November 18th, Shabbos afternoon, when uh, we got the, the knock on the door that no, no parent ever wants. And uh, life has you know, changed considerably since then. My um, 
and it, this, obviously it's uh, this conflicting emotions. On the one hand, there was you know obviously tremendous pride in my son, and and pride in, in how he lived his life, his commitment to Eretz Yisrael and Klai Yisrael. He wasn't just a uh, a soldier. He also um, he, he got. Um, he went through a number of different schools, high schools, you know, many different places. He ended up in a yeshiva in, in Elat that was really amazingly matim for him, and he really blossomed. and He, and he connected to these uh, chabad, these farms in Yehuda Shamron, and he um, he would spend a lot of time on these on these farms. That's one in particular, and he was uh, he was dedicated when he would leave the army for Shabbat. He would, you know. He would go to the farm for Shabbos, so he, it meant training in the army, and, and he was in Sanchanim. And then it meant then going on the farm. They meant uh, doing shmirah on the farm on his day off, and then walking the the cows because that's how how he works over there. You, you get a sheep or cows, and you, and you work the area so that you could kind of take make sure the Arabs don't come into the in, towards the Jewish settlements. And uh, and this is what he did. He was a hundred percent committed to to Klai Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. He, re- he really was. I mean, even you know, the soldiers in his unit would tell us that like, he'd come home, and every soldier would come home, and they would want to be with their uh, families, eating and the mother's food, and sleeping in their comfortable beds. And he obviously he came back to us, but he really always wanted to be on the farm. And this was a farm. He, you know, at one point he was living outside in a in a trailer, you know, in the summer it was under the stars, and, and then he ended up building his own little kind of like house, uh, or like glorified tent, and you know, he didn't have electricity, didn't have running water, but he was 100% at, at ease, he loved it, he loved, um, he loved what he was doing, he loved the fact that he was so committed to, 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 to Israel, to Eretz Israel, and um, I, you know, I, I think that if he was, um, if he was, if he was here now, he was extremely brave, like to the point of, um, you know, he was out at the farms on his own, and these these areas were um, were surrounded by Arab villages. In fact, one of them, I think, was like a known Hamas village. He would go on his own with, with the uh, with the cows, and he didn't have any. Any real fear was, you know, I would have run a mile from these things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been there in the first place. But he really, um, he really believed, and I think that's why he was such a happy kid. He really was very happy because he, he had an idea, an ideal. He believed in it, and he lived his life to it. You know, today so many teenagers are, you know, they don't have anything to believe in. They don't have anything to die for. He, he said six months ago, he would, he said, uh, um, you know, he's prepared to die for for Eretz Yisrael, for Klai Yisrael. And I really sincerely believe if he would do this all over again, he would have, you know, would be a, he would have done it a hundred times over. And he, he was unusual in the sense that he, he wasn't your typical, you know, teenager. He, he uh, at 16, he had a smartphone, not necessarily one that we, you know, not necessarily wanted to have, but you know how it is with teenagers. But at 16, he, he decided to give up his smartphone and he... Um, even at school, there was he designated a, a cell-free zone area in the school because he hated the fact that these kids, instead of like communicating and and 
and enjoying each other's company, they would just be on, like on the phone, on their beds, on the phone. He, he hated that. So he even like raised money so that the kids try to encourage other kids to get rid of their smartphones to uh, to get a Nokia. And all these kids, you know, had had Nokia phones because of him. And it's really, I think, a big part of how he what he became was because of, was because of this. He had the time to think. My wife would say he, he found a, a list of um, when he was 16, like 55 different things that he wanted for himself when he was, I think, 16 or 17. He wanted to, to go to Oman and 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 feel something. He he wanted uh, to to be humble. He wanted to not speak Lashon Hara. He didn't speak Lashon. He hardly ever spoke Lashon Hara. I mean, I, one of the one of the um, people that Shiva came to us and said. Um, you know, when we were 16, we knew not to speak, you know, Lashon Hara in front of, of Binyamin. And he had like 55, I think we worked out maybe like five or six he wasn't able to get to by the time he was 21. One of them was like, you know, getting married. So that was, that wasn't so, you know, he wasn't able to get there. And he was really able to do this. I mean, it was, it, you know, obviously it's been uh, tough for us as a family, as you obviously you can imagine, but our philosophy has been really to, to to move forward. You know, we have five other beautiful kids, a granddaughter now, and we, as we say, we want to live the life that Benjamin wants us to leave, to lead. Right? We, it, the default is just to you know shut the shut the curtains. You know, one of the boys that Benjamin was uh, was killed with. We, we spent time with the with the family and. And um, we said, you know, how's your husband? She was doing fine. How's your husband doing? The father of the son who was killed with Yaman. And he said, well, he's just he's just crying and, and drinking. You know, that's how he's getting through. And that, you know, it's understandable. But, you know, this is almost like the default when you lose a son or lose a child. We went to, we went to visit uh, um, Usher Weiss right after the Shiva. Because it's for chizuk for ourselves, um, and um, he said, you know, you've got to, Judaism is an optimistic religion, and you've got to move forward. You've got to have simcha. In fact, um, my uh, daughter was that we wanted to do a simcha bath for my granddaughter. We pushed it off because of the war, and he said, as soon as the, sh- the shloshim's over, you should do the simcha bath. So the shloshim was like on a Sunday, and then on Friday we had. We had like a, a family and we had a, a, a simcha. And even on the Shloshim itself, we actually ended up, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, we ended up uh, buying a, a house for, um, it was like investment purposes in Sfat. And we wanted to do for Airbnb. We spent the last year, most of our money, trying to put this thing together. We're just going to do it as an investment. And we went up on the... Um, on the Shloshim to do like a Hanukkah to buy it straight from Har Herzl. And it just, and we had a little, my son was in Yeshiva in Sfat. So it was an opportunity to again move from the pain and then move straight into the Simcha straight away. And in fact, over the last month we've kind of ch- changed tracks and we're, we're turning this place into a, um, really a place where There'll be semi- like seminars and uh, and a retreat for for soldiers who are obviously going through like trauma. So there'll be like a 
um, therapies and trauma, and at the same time, there'd be Shabbatons, and there'd be Torah classes, and, and the yeshiva in Sfat, which my son was part of it, are being involved. In fact, we spoke to Rav Shmuel uh, Eliyahu, and he like loved the idea, and thought, you've got to take this to other cities once it's successful. So we're, we're trying to, I think, example, we're trying to take the pain and do something good with it. And we're, we're trying to change um, Klai Yisrael with it as much as we can. And I think a large part of that is just, not just because that's who Binyamin is and was, but I think the education my wife got, and I, myself got, especially from Chappelle's, is like that. And that's why I think we're, we're, we're doing that. So that we did this, my, my son, everybody to my son was, he didn't care if they were religious, not religious, Haredim, not Haredim. You know, in fact, we had uh, the Shiva, we had uh, Sivan Mary. You know, she's a famous newscaster and she became religious and now she talks a lot. And she came to the house for the Shiva and she told my wife, you know, my, one of my sons is in, uh, was in Marava, which is more like Haredi school. So she was expecting, she came to the house expecting a completely different crowd. There was the Haredi kids there, there was the hilltop youth, my son's friend, there were regular Shiva guys, there was, there was army guys, there was non-religious people, there was, she was like blown away, the, the, the Shiva. So it's kind of like Chappelle's a little bit, you know, everything, <laughs> a big mishmash of, of everything. So that's how we had our home, and um, it's, I like to joke around, so I, I, everyone's the same to me, I dislike everybody equally, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm kidding, but... Everyone was, this is the home that we um, created, and this is the, the home that my son continued, and I think a large part of that is because of Rav Kolinsky, or Hirschfeld, and, and the Rebbeim, and the atmosphere here. So, we said that I can, you know, speak for a little bit, and then any questions, I'm happy to, to answer, and that's how what we said. If anyone has any questions, I'm, I'm happy to, to answer as much, you know, as much as I can. Any if there's no questions, then we'll move on to the uh, the Rav Hirsch, Rav Kolsky, I have a few. I have one question. Sure. Um, can you just leave us with one thing that we could take away um, in Benjamin's memory to do in his honor that would be right. uh, giving to you and your family? So at the at the uh, Leviah, my wife said uh, she wanted everyone who came to the shiva to write in a book that she put together a, a mitzvah or a chesed they will do, b'schut my son, and to bring the geula. And since then, it's kind of snowballed. And we've literally got thousands of people now who've, who've written things in here. You know, just an example, uh, my wife is a, uh, she volunteers at Mada, and one of the uh, guys that comes to the um, the shifts with her, he's like 26, and he, he keeps Shabbos, but he said he's not put filling on since he was 13. And he put in now, he's, he's basically said he'll come to the shiva, he'll put fill on, and he's been, the last two and a half months, he's been filling on every single day. And he said, he also, he's now does Krishna, he says, Modani in the morning, he says, three prakam to hit light. It was all in the last two months. And, um, and he, <coughs> my wife is funny because she was saying that, he, he, you know, he, he was like Israeli, he was get angry and upset with people. And the last shift he was on, he was like biting his tongue, didn't say anything. It was already like making a, making, you know, uh, one, one person, you know, cashed their home. A lot of people just saying they want to bench, want to have a mincha. There's so many different things. One person says they want to be nice to their mother-in-law. That, that wasn't me. But, uh, and uh, one person said they want to give my husband the benefit of the doubt. That wasn't my wife. But uh, there, there's um, so I so that's 
one thing, and, and on our we have a website that we put up early.org, A-I-R-L-E-Y.org, and wife has been speaking a lot. She was in the States uh, a couple of weeks ago and she was going to schools and yeshivas and she was like, literally hundreds of thousands of people are writing these um, these mitzvahs. So I, I, I would encourage everyone, if something that you've been thinking about doing for a while and just not have the, uh, the, the little extra push to do, then to uh, to, to write uh, a mitzvah or a master of chesed. Good.